Welcome to the Illuminating Mycelium Podcast. The podcast for everyday people by everyday people. I'm your host, Project Dave, and I'm back at it again to continue highlighting and amplifying the lives, ventures, and endeavors of everyday people just like you and me and learning from them along the way. Hey, what's up, everyone? We're back at it again with another episode. This one features Laura Lee Binstock of the Trauma Survivor Thrivers podcast. Now, try saying that one five times fast. (laughs) Anyways, we have a very unique conversation ahead of you guys today. So Laura Lee and I discuss a few different things. Uh, The bulk of it is talking about therapy and in particular, psychedelic-assisted therapy. And before we dive into that, we talk a little bit about her background and what led up to her own experiences with it. And it's pretty interesting because she shares a little bit of her own personal journey. And then um, after that, we talk about how she got into podcasting and the current work that she does. And we wrap up by talking about how she juggles all these endeavors along with having a family life as well, you know, with kids at home, stuff like that. Now, if you are looking for another podcast where people talk about healing and therapy and their experiences with it, and in addition, like psychedelic assisted therapy, hers would be a great one to check out. I'm including links in the description. Otherwise, you can just search for the Trauma Survivor Thrivers podcast. And so without further ado, here comes Laura Lee. When talking about everyday people and their stories, we can't help but talk about all their hard work. So grab a cup of coffee. I often think about what fuels a lot of these everyday folks, as well as what sustains me personally. Coffee certainly helps, but it can't just be any coffee. It's gotta be coffee made by everyday people for everyday people. The kind that when you brew it in a pot, it kind of just draws everyone to the kitchen and they're sniffing that aroma. Our beans are sourced from small businesses in the heart of the Appalachia. My personal favorite, the Route 39 blend from Lexington Roasters is a Forbes top-ranked coffee. You can also check the notes on each blend to determine flavor profiles, shipping, and more. Beans are roasted on a weekly basis to ensure freshness. So if you're looking for some extra fuel to aid you in your everyday lives, ventures, and endeavors, go to thegrindbluefield.com backslash shop dash coffee dash roast or click the link in the description to pick out your next coffee beans and brew a pot of happiness. The grind never stops. Hi, Dave. How are you? It's Lori Lee. I'm doing good. How are you doing? I'm doing great. Thank you. All right, perfect. So how's your day been so far? So far, so good. So far, it's Monday. (laughs) Philly, is it raining over there where you're at? No, it's actually really, it's hot and sunny. Okay, it's actually raining pretty hard over here in Minnesota, so. (laughs) Oh, yeah. Yeah, it's it's like 80 degrees here, blue sky. So that's that's good, but it is, I'm ready for the weather to start cooling down a little bit. Yeah, I feel you there. It's been a little warm the past couple of days over here, so. Yeah. Well, that rain will cool it down. <laughs> for sure. <laughs> well, thank you for taking the time to come on my podcast. I really appreciate it. I had actually came across you through Eric Osborne because I remember, I think it was a few weeks ago, he had shared a link about um, one of his endeavors and you were included in it. And I kind of just checked out your profile on LinkedIn and saw 
that you host your own podcast and the name really stood out to me too. Like I, as soon as I saw that name, I was like, I, I bet she'd have a lot of knowledge to share. So. <laughs> oh, that's so sweet. Thank you. I appreciate that. Yeah. Eric's <laughs> so, amazing. Yeah, definitely. I actually had him on my podcast too. That was a few months ago, but that was another really awesome conversation. I learned a lot from him as well. So. Yeah. Yeah. He, he has a lot of great knowledge, great knowledge. Right. For sure. So before uh, I dive a little bit further into your work, can you just give a brief introduction of who you are to my audience? Yes. So my name is Lori Lee Binstock. I host a Trauma Survivor Thrivers podcast. I also have a magazine, Authentic Insider Magazine. Um, that That's where I actually host a lot of um, folks who have dealt with adversity and kind of come through the other side. And so they kind of write about their experience. You know, my my purpose in the podcast and creating the podcast was for me to let everybody know that they're kind of not alone because I'm a childhood um, sexual abuse survivor. And as a child, I thought I was literally the only person on earth who was dealing with. I was de- with what I was dealing with. I didn't have the internet really. Um, so I feel like once I realized that other people were dealing with kind of the same, there were people out there who were kind of dealing with what I was dealing with. It, it made my problems not as hard and it allowed me to talk about it a lot more, which really inevitably um, jumpstarted my healing. Definitely. Thank you for sharing that. Now you had said that, um, you know, when you were growing up, the internet wasn't as prevalent. So would you, do you think that the internet has helped people reach out more for help and build those connections to kind of, you know, heal, heal from these kind of adversities in a more group setting? Absolutely. I, I mean, I do believe that, you know, the internet with everything, it's, it, there's a double-edged sword there, right? Like, yes, you can find these people, you realize that you're not alone, but I feel like there's also sh- social media out there and there are predators on the internet. You know, there's there's a lot of good that's there, but there's, you know, a lot to be careful about because I feel like we, you know, a lot of people, especially people who've dealt with trauma, they have a lot of issues with self-worth. And here's social media and people kind of showing their the best part of their lives, right? Um and people are like, "Oh, well that's that's what my life needs to look like." Um and and that's simply not true everybody's going through something. Definitely. Now, um, in terms of like dealing with adversity and trauma, I know I looked across your profile too, and um, you dabble a little bit into psychedelics, but um, as far as your podcast, do you kind of tackle it from that angle as well as other angles as well? Other angles. Cause I feel like there are so mm-hmm. many, you know, ways of healing holistically. Um, I, I, you know, I'm not, I, I, I'm totally, I'm not like someone who's like, no, don't, don't get on those antidepressants or whatever. Cause I was on them. Um, and they do help. Um, for me, I had side effects that kind of outweighed that. Um, and, and that's when I kind of went into the psychedelic space because I knew that if, um, from people that I've spoken with in the psychedelic underground and professionals and integrative therapists, they talked about, you know, once you actually heal those original wounds, that's when you you can you don't have to depend so much on the medication. 
And mm. when I was able to do like MDMA, which is what I, what um, the psychedelic um, healing of my choice, I went the MDMA route. Mm-hmm. It was, it really opened up my eyes and gave me a little more compassion towards the people, you know, like my parents or my father who um, abused me. It gave me a better understanding of they, they just were stuck in a cycle. They, they were abused. They dealt with adversity. They just didn't know how to handle it. So the MDMA actually helped me let go of like the anger and the resentment um, and a little bit of that hate that was kind of just sitting there. Um, And that is a huge weight to be lifted. And, and immediately I was able to just to, I was on Zoloft and I was immediately able to get off of that. I was on other antidepressants too, but it really helped kind of help me understand and, you know, I think it just opened my eyes to so many things that I didn't see before. Yeah, thank you for sharing that. I've actually haven't, you're the first person I've come across that's actually used MDMA as part of the um, the healing process. Because usually when I come across people who use it in that kind of sense, it's usually like, um, usually we're talking about like psilocybin or LSD, ayahuasca. So I think you're the first one I've come across for like successfully treating with MDMA. So that's pretty interesting. Yeah. I mean, I couldn't, uh, to be honest, when I went to, um, when I talked about it with my integrative therapist, um, I obviously had to find someone who would sit with me, but I actually wanted to start with LSD. Um, I actually Mm -hmm. did LSD as a kid recreationally, and it really opened my mind up to things that I was just like, there's so much more to learn. Um, and it was an amazing experience. And I, you know, I was like, I don't know if I want to do it again because things could be completely different. So I'm never going to do it again. But when I I was reading about psychedelics, I was like, LSD sounds like a great way to heal, you know, trauma resistant, um, treatment resisted trauma. And so Mm -hmm. I, I kind of went that way. But then when I spoke to my integrative therapist, she was, she mentioned like, you know, MDMA is also out there and MDMA can you, you, it's a little softer. It's not as aggressive. It's Mm -hmm. more like you, it's more like the love drug, right? Like I love everyone. I have compassion for everyone. I have, um, I'm, I'm extremely empathetic. Um, but I think the goal there for me was that I needed to be more compassionate towards myself and more empathetic towards myself. Cause I think I I'm really hard on myself. I blame myself for a lot of things that's happened to me when, when that was not really the case at all. Um, that, that was extremely helpful in understanding that. Yeah, definitely. And it's interesting that, um, you had mentioned that um, it helps kind of promote understanding and things like that. And I feel like that's like a big universal thing with a lot of the plant medicines, because like with me personally, I don't have like a trauma per se, but I know like when I used to microdose, I definitely felt like it helped me become more understanding. And then that kind of has like a domino effect where I'm, you know, being more compassionate to others, more empathetic. And so I kind of like how it just kind of has that universal message of understanding, you know? Absolutely. And I think that's what a lot of people don't really understand is just 
you know, a lot of people are like, oh, that's just a drug. You know, people are just used taking, you, you know, make an excuse to take it. And that's not the case at all. Yes, if you do it in a recreational setting, you're not really, you're really not taking in what, what these drugs are showing to you. They're, it's not, these psychedelics are showing you something. They're trying to tell you what you need to see, like what you've been in, grappling with internally. I feel like it shows itself and it get there. That's the opportunity to kind of heal those wounds that are just being shown to you. Definitely. So when did you first come across the possibility of plant medicines as like helping with trauma? Like how did you first come across that as an idea? Well, it's really interesting because I, I was actually diagnosed bipolar 10 years ago. And so I, I've, I've had a lot of difficulties just, you know, I've been on the bipolar medication. Problem was I wasn't bipolar. I was actually struggling with PTSD. Um, and once I figured that out, and I kind of figured it out through through work. I, I was a I worked as um, in PR, and I was working with a client who talked about his sexual abuse and um, how you know what what PTSD looks like. Because I, ten years ago, PTSD was only um, prescribed to the combat veterans, not necessarily mm -hmm. someone who's dealt with sexual trauma. So when he was talking about this, I was like, man, I have all of those same symptoms. Maybe I'm dealing with PTSD. And so I explored that more without really telling anybody, without talking, just kind of like trying to figure it out. And then all of a sudden I was watching, I was looking for something to watch one day. And then I saw it was the Goop Lab with like Gwyneth Paltrow and they were exploring LSD and psychedelics to heal trauma. And I was like, this is fascinating. I want to read, I want to look into this. So I started reading everything I could find through maps and all of that stuff. And I was like, you know, it started giving me flashbacks of when I was actually, when I actually did it when I was much younger. And I was like, maybe I should explore this. And it was, they were talking about how it helps with, um, treatment resisted trauma, like, because I couldn't go in, I couldn't go to my therapist and say I was sexually abused. I mean, this happened when I was like nine or 10. And at 30, I was still like, I can't talk about this. I can't talk about this. I, so I have something to say, and I would go prepare myself to go to the doctor's office and say it. And I just couldn't. And so I felt mm -hmm. like, maybe I needed something like a, like a psychedelic to just make it to lower my inhibition so I can just say it out loud. Well, the thing is I went to, I went to MAP to see if I could do, be a part of a study. There was no study available for me at that time. And I just so happened to, I, it, things got bad. I actually had a suicide attempt and then yeah. I went into treatment, residential treatment in Arizona and there, you know, as I was like working with myself a lot, I, you know, I, I did a lot of holistic things to to help me start jumpstart my healing. But then I came back and I knew that there's still a lot more healing I need needed to take care of. And I felt like. You're listening to the Illuminating Mycelium Podcast. If you're enjoying the show, you should come check out all of our fresh new merchandise and apparel that just dropped on our store. We've got t-shirts, pants, sweatshirts, hats, phone cases, water bottles, coffee mugs, 
Shoot, even blankies and a ton more. All made with comfy fabrics and premium materials. They feature our signature logos, catchphrases, guest picks, and come in all sizes. Now shipping nationwide right to your doorstep. Just go to illuminatingmyceliumpodcast.com or click the link in the description to pick out your next gear and become the mycelium. Psychedelics kind of found me. And I think a lot of people who've dealt with psychedelics realize like sometimes it comes calling to them. And I just happened to meet somebody who was on my show. They didn't talk about psychedelics in my show because they just kind of wanted to keep it under wraps. But they were like, you know, I did MDMA and this was offline. And they said that it changed their life. And Mm -hmm. then I was like, I need to do this. How can I get, how can I, how can I do this without getting into a study? Cause I had no idea. Um, and I didn't realize that there was this whole psychedelic underground of, you know, people who, who do this and who, you know, who understand it and integrate it. And, you know, that's, that's when I was just like, I need to do this. And then I went to my therapist, I found a trauma therapist who was actually a psychedelic integrative therapist. Um, but she doesn't actually give give the medicine. She's more of you have the experience, you find somebody, and then you come back to me and we integrate. And you know, I talked to her about it, and she was like, "Let's have some time for you to like realize like I guess she does internal family therapy, internal systems therapy or family systems therapy, my apologies, Um, IFS, internal family systems therapy, basically working with the parts of you, the different parts, your angry part, your sad part, your happy part, and how all these parts are, they're developed at such a young age, right? We're kind of like a clean slate when we're born. And then there are other things that happen to us that make us feel like this is what happiness is. And, you know, this is what sadness is. And this is how it makes me sad or angry. And she was like, you need to be comfortable with your parts because when you do MDMA or anything, any psychedelics, really, those parts will come out and you will have to know who they are and why they came to you. And and that's what I did. It took me a couple months and then I was able to find somebody and then I did it and it really changed my life. It, It was the first experience, the first, once I started feeling it, my body started turning hot. I was actually really cold at this time. And my body started turning really warm. And then all of a sudden I saw myself, it was like I was in a movie, like an old film. And Mm. I was in this tropical place, which I can only assume was the Philippines, because that is where my parents are from. And my father, as a child, I saw him as a child. And I saw him as someone who was also dealing with what I had, what I was dealing with when I was a child. Um, I believe his, his, he was sexually abused as well. And so that's how it kind of trickled down. And so I, I gained this compassion for him. I felt all this empathy because he was a child and it was like this poor child. How did he go through this? Why this is so not fair to him? You know, then obviously, you know, he grew up and became adult and he didn't have the resources like I did or I do to get better. Right. Cause even probably 10 years ago, I still, I was still not talking about it because 
nobody talks about this stuff, right? At least 10 mm-hmm. years ago, it's, I think we're lucky now that a lot of people are talking about it now. Um, so that was my first experience with psychedelics and it, and it kind of went through that loop of feeling compassion towards him, not necessarily wanting to have a relationship with him, but having compassion towards him and for myself and realizing that it wasn't my fault. It, I, I didn't, I didn't ask for it. I didn't, you know, do anything wrong to deserve it. So that, that, that really opened up a lot for me in my healing. Awesome. Thank you for sharing all that. Um, so you, you know, you talked a lot about how it has helped you in your personal life. Um, how do you see psychedelics playing out like long-term on like a macro scale for society? Like, do you see a lot of benefits that could be had for the general population? A hundred percent. Um, you know, I don't think it, it, I don't think it is for everyone. Um, but I do think there are so many benefits to it. And like, immediately what comes to mind is the compassion component. Um, But when, you know, you spoke with Eric Osborne um, and he said something that really changed the way I looked at psychedelics, it was the psychedelics are like an antivirus in your brain, just running, clearing out all of the junk, all of the old stories that you were told or you told yourself to kind of, you know, affect your behavior now. And I, I just feel like once you clear all of that junk that's in there, all the stories that you tell yourself, like, you're not good enough or, you know, you should be doing better. I feel like we could be all living in a more peaceful place, right? If we're, if we are, if we are happy with ourselves and how we move through the world, I feel like people would be more at peace. Um, and and I think that is one of the things that it really does for for you is can create compassion, and it just opens up your world. It really does. It makes your world not seem so small, or not seem so like all your problems magnified. It's your it's your your problems are are, are minuscule, um, and you can move through them, and you can get through everything. And and I think psychedelics really have that ability yeah definitely um so you had talked about like how you got into the psychedelic space and stuff like that um when did you start podcasting when did that come along in your journey that actually came um immediately after um i came out of treatment it's funny i went into treatment in february in 2020 um, I went in for 31 days. They took my phone. So I didn't really know what was happening out in the world. That was when the world literally shut down. Oh, what a weird time. <laughs> it was. I can't even tell you how weird everything was. I'd hear random things from people and I'm like, eh, is that true? Um, like it, <laughs> baseball really stopped playing. There's no way. Did Vegas really shut down? There's no way. I like, I, I didn't believe, you know, it was just like, nah, this is, and my husband wasn't telling me anything because he, you know, I was in, I was in treatment. He wanted me to not feel stressed. And so it was that experience when I got out where I was just like, whoa, I literally have to integrate into a world that I didn't, that I came out of, you know, it's, it was the most bizarre feeling of thinking like, okay, I have to wear a mask everywhere. Oh, I actually have to like, things are closed like places I used to love to go to are closed it was just 
and and you're you, I really didn't see much of my friends at that time. So it was like, this is a very, very bizarre time. And when they say, okay, you need to start integrating you back into the real world. I'm like, this is a completely different world. And I don't know how to, how to do this, but I'll That's figure wild. it out. <laughs> yeah, it was, it was very bizarre. Um, but after that, after I, I came out of treatment, I started writing. Um, a few years ago, I started writing scripts. I had ideas that, um, for, for shows and, 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 I kind of wanted to write one on a feature, but I wanted to do some research. So I wanted to interview some other people. Um, but I thought if I'm going to interview all of these people on healing and all of this stuff, I maybe I should record it. And then I'm like, well, if I record it, why don't I just turn it into a podcast? Um, and then it became like my way of healing. It was like this cathartic way for me to kind of heal and um that that's just kind of how it happened and i thought you know i didn't know it would last as long um and i mean it hasn't been up for that long a little over a year but you know it's it's i when i my first podcast came out i got a lot of feedback of people saying wow this happened to me too um and people saying you know amazing things and saying that they they needed help too and 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 trying to connect them with the right to, to the right people and i felt like that was that that that's what has kept me going everyone's kind words who the the nice things that they've said telling me how much it's he, helped them that's kind of kept me going and why well, i'm still doing it really yeah, definitely. Oh man, that's what I love about podcasting. It was it really resonated with me when you said that it was kind of like a cathartic for you in a sense, and it kind of reminded me because I've been podcasting since October, so almost about a year myself. And I know, like for me, you know, I have my own mission of highlighting and amplifying everyday people and learning from them. But there's also all these like secondary effects, like it's helped me become. Uh, better at co at conversations. It's helped me network more. It's helped me reach out to my friends and family more often. And it's just it's. I always thought it was really cool how like you have the primary mission, but then you're also getting these secondary benefits for yourself too. So I thought that was kind of cool. I kind of related to you in that sense. <laughs> yeah, that's when you know that you're doing something fantastic, right? That's when you know like I should keep going because there's just so many benefits to it. Yeah, definitely. So um, you said that you've been podcasting for about a year. So have you been enjoying it so far? You like it? So far, so good. I feel like, yeah, I've been, I mean, I started in July, I guess, 2020 is when I actually released my first podcast. Um, so yeah, I, I've loved every moment of it. Um, it's been great. Like you said, it's just, you're meeting all of these new people, right? And, and, and you're learned, I've, I've learned so much from just my guests they've and and the the empathy that they've helped me like create it's just i want to pass it on right it's like it, it it's been so incredible doing and yeah i love it yeah that's awesome and it seems like it comes very natural to you because uh you've been in media for quite a while now right well yeah i did uh it's funny because uh, you know yes about uh, i guess i was in I started working in news in like 2007, 2006, mm -hmm. 2007. And then it was um, in 2010 where 
my mental health kind of got the best of me. And I actually had, I don't even remember which suicide attempt that was, but it was, um, it took me to the ER and things kind of were really difficult. And I kind of, I finished out my contract and then I kind of ended it, but I stayed in like PR. I kind of stayed in that communication space. Um, but yeah, it was, yeah, I, 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 w- I did a lot of media when, you know, I worked as a journalist and in radio and in television. Um, but I, I love the freedom of podcasting. Definitely. Well, I think it's awesome that you're using your talents and platform to to help others. I think that's very honorable. Well, thank you. All right. Well, that was pretty much all that I had. Was there anything else that you wanted to touch on before we wrap up here? Uh, no, I think I think that's it. I mean, I, I think what you're doing is great. I, I think learning about people from different walks of life, I mean, that is that is a beautiful thing because each and every one of us we're so different. We're so different. And I think appreciating everyone's differences and figuring out what you can learn from them is just really what like enlightens and really maximizes that human experience. Definitely. Thank you for that. <laughs> Absolutely. All right. Well, enjoy the rest of your day. Awesome. You too. Take care. Yep. You too. Bye. Bye. Thank you for tuning in today. We hope you enjoyed the show and had fun while learning more from everyday people just like yourselves. To support us and help us spread these stories even further, please consider giving us a review or rating on whichever platform you're streaming from. There will be links in the description box just in case you can't find it. And for more news and all things everyday people, join our newsletter by going to our website. By joining, you'll also gain exclusive offers and discounts on Illuminating Mycelium merchandise and apparel from our store. Just go to IlluminatingMyceliumPodcast.com or click the link in the description and become the Mycelium.